Welcome to the House of Lee NYC. Come on in, meet regular folks doing interesting things and get tips for resourceful living. Hi, I'm Lee. Thank you for stopping by. Today's episode is dedicated to all of you book readers out there. I have with me today Caroline Lohman. We used to work together, but more importantly, she loves books and reading and she knows all all about all the different series and today we're going to focus on mystery series and Caroline's going to share with us tips on how to create a book journal. So exciting because I love the idea of reading all these mystery books but I don't have enough time so she's going to distill the good ones to get us started on our fun summer reading. Caroline, welcome. Thanks, it's good to be here. <laughs> I know, we're suffering a heat wave right now here in New York City. How, how are you handling the heat? Are you reading? Oh, definitely, <laughs> in an air-conditioned place. Oh my gosh, I think it's almost too hot to even read. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind gonna, of is. I'm gonna sweat picking up a book. <laughs> now the other thing you all need to know is that we belong to the same book group. How long have we been doing this? think about three years or so. It's crazy because I'm commitment phobic. So I can't believe I have been able to carry on for two, three years, however long we've been doing it. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of myself. <laughs> I'm proud of you too. Thank you. So we should also talk about how to form a book group, right? Sure. Okay. So how did we form ours? Well, actually, I think you'd have to talk about that because I was only in on the second meeting. <laughs> the first meeting, I wasn't even I wasn't even a part of the group yet. So I'm not really oh. sure where the thought actually came from. I must have been talking to someone and said, hey, let's form a book group. And then I guess you weren't in on that. But then you joined in. And actually, Caroline is the alpha in our group. She... <laughs> She's laughing, but it's true. She's the one who's, I think, very knowledgeable on all the books that are out there and the current hot reads and all of this. And so I just, I don't any longer suggest books to read. I just say, all right, people, what, what are we reading next? <laughs> it's just easier because I think a couple of my picks just went down the tubes. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? I can't remember. Yeah, I've picked some bad ones as well. Right, right. And we don't want to, you know, put down any authors, so we'll just gloss over those. Right, exactly. All right, so mystery series. I really enjoy the fact that Caroline knows she's kind of like a sommelier, but for books. <laughs> <laughs> interesting right Thought. and I've always been trying to egg her on into creating a website or something where can she where she can share all of this book knowledge uh, so let's start on mysteries you have recommended over the years several mystery series to me now talk about the top three because I think those are fun and and I'd like people to know about them go okay so I am a big fan of series books when it comes to mysteries because you get to know the detectives over time and you see things that happen to them in their lives. I also 
I'm a big reader and I read a lot. So if I can start a series and then I enjoy it, I'll just keep going and read all of them. And not only does she read all of them, but she reads them all and then she reads them again. Tell us about that. (laughs) Well, right now I'm rereading one of my favorite series, which is by Laurie R. King. And it is the Mary Russell series. And what she has done is she's taken Sherlock Holmes and she's set him a little later in his life life after the Victorian era in the early 1900s and she has him meet originally a 15 year old girl and then you see them she gets older through the series and who has a similar kind of mind to Sherlock Holmes so he ends up training her as an apprentice and eventually as a detective partner and they go on to solve many mysteries and they go all over the world and all different places and I always enjoy seeing them in different settings and following the mysteries. And I'm a big Sherlock Holmes fan, so that's a lot of fun for me to see him in a new place like that. Um, The new one came out just a few weeks ago. It's called Island of the Mad. And I read it almost as soon as it came out. And then that put me in the Mary Russell Sherlock Holmes kind of mood. So I went on, went backwards and read them all. And I'm on number 12 right now. And you know what? When she recommended that series to me, I really enjoyed it because Mary, Mary Russell is the main character. She is smart. Very smart. I love it. I really, for me, a pet peeve, Caroline will tell you, I can't stand reading books where the women in the books, the characters are stupid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mary Russell is not stupid. She's amazing. Yeah. She's, it's like if Sherlock Holmes was a, a younger feminist woman, basically. Yeah, without so many idiosyncrasies, right? She has different idiosyncrasies. (laughs) But that, how many, so you said the 12th book just came out. No, the 15th book came, came oh, out. Oh, this 15th. What was I thinking about I'm 12? reading, I'm rereading and I'm up to number 12. Oh, got it. Yes. So she does this, uh, Caroline does this for many things, including like Harry Potter. I remember when we would go out and see the movies, she would like reread just to catch up to make sure she didn't miss any details. So it's amazing that she is that dedicated <laughs> To what, the written word or reading? What would you call that? I don't know. Some people are rereaders and some people aren't. And I am definitely a rereader and a rewatcher as well for like TV shows and movies that I love. I would watch them multiple times. So I think it's the same kind of mentality. Some people won't do that. So the other thing about Caroline is she keeps all of her books Right. Do you still keep them or, yes. or are you now are you doing like the Kindle or Nook or what, what are you doing now? They're not all physical books anymore because I have too many books for my <laughs> small apartment. So I had to switch over. So now I usually read ebooks. Which do you prefer? Hard, hard copy or e? I think they have their pros and cons, both of them. I actually, I mean, I like the feel of a book in my hand, but it doesn't bother me to read an ebook. I like being able to just highlight a word and look it up on an ebook version very easily if I, I don't know what it means. I also find sometimes that I get so used to reading ebooks that when I switch to a regular book, I try to swipe. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, right, you have to turn the pages on that one. <laughs> I've actually done that very recently. (laughs) For those listening, do you do that? (laughs) You know what? For me, I don't mind reading a fiction book on an e-book, on a a reader or a tablet. But for reference or nonfiction, 
I want the I want the copy in my hand so I can quickly go to the back and I don't have to worry about booting it up or starting it or oh you were on page X or your location was do you want to go there now and all that stuff. Mm. I don't read that much nonfiction honestly. I have mostly I've cookbooks that are nonfiction obviously that I find that works well as an ebook because then you can have it with you on your phone when you're grocery shopping. Good point. Didn't think of that. So it's really hot in the studio right now, and I am not one of those girls who glistens. I sweat fully, full on. And Caroline is just sitting here, not looking like a drop is hitting her. But, you know, we have to turn off the AC and the fans for the sound quality. See what we do for you? (laughs) That's dedication, people. Yes, so please subscribe. Tell your friends. All right, so the first series we talked about is Lori R. King. That'll be in the show notes. And what is the series called? Mary Russell? What? The Mary Russell series, yeah. So much fun. And what I like about it is it takes you back in time. And and again, if you're a Sherlock Holmes fan, excellent choice. All right, so let's move on to the next series that you have recommended and which I enjoyed because I'm kind of an impatient person. So if I'm reading a mystery, I want things to just move along or at least be engaged and not be bored. What is the next series? The next series is the Chief Inspector Gamache series by Louise Penny. And where is that taking place? It takes place in a small town in Canada that's called Three Pines in the book. It doesn't really exist, but I think it's loosely based on the town she really lives in. And actually, we attended a lecture slash book signing with Louise Penny and Ann Cleves. That was in a previous episode. We covered some things with uh, what Ann Cleves shared with us for in terms of writing tips. What's so great about Louise Penny's books? I heard them recently described as a thinking person's mysteries, and I liked that because... (laughs) Makes us sound smart. (laughs) Exactly. Um, They are mysteries, and the mystery is a big part of the story, but another big part of the story is the characters. And there's a lot of character development in the books, and you really get to know Chief Inspector Gamache, and you see him over many different books. And part of the story is what's going on with him outside of this particular mystery that he's solving for his job, but also outside things in his job and outside things in his family life. And you you just get to see all of that progress over time. And the nice thing about it is these books take place in the town. Yes, he keeps going back to the town for different mysteries. Does he ever say in a in a subsequent book, "Wow, I keep coming back to this town." Does that ever come up like, "Oh, there's so many <laughs> murders in this town." Yeah, that part is something <laughs> you have to suspend your disbelief a bit okay. for, but I don't know if he actually ever says it. That would be kind of meta, wouldn't it? Um, but he later in the very last couple of books he's retired and he retires to three pines so now he lives there wow see she's much she's much further along in the series than i am (laughs) that's amazing how many books are there i'm not sure but more than it's got to be 13 14 oh my gosh louise penny you go girl (laughs) yeah seriously Now that we've talked about two fun mystery series that anybody I think would enjoy, the Laurie R. King series with Mary Russell as the lead character and with the series from Louise Penny with Inspector Gamache. Yes. 
Let's move on to a series that you recommended to me, which I love because I love espionage and action. What is it? That's the Gabriel Alon books by Daniel Silva. Tell us about that. Well, Gabriel Alon is a very interesting character. He is an art restorer. So he he goes, he gets... Is he an art restorer in air quotes? <laughs> is he like a secret agent? What is he really? Well, he's an art restorer for real, but he's also has a secret a secret career. And he works for the Mossad. They never actually say Mossad, but you know it is the Mossad, and uh, which is Israel's CIA, I guess. And secret agent stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he, well, he's an assassin during part of it. Oh. And he goes around the world and does these different jobs for Israel to, you know, protect their, protect the country and take care of some of their enemies. And so wait, where does it take place? Well, he lives in Israel, but it takes place all over the place. What I love about Gabriel is he seems, I have crushes on these kinds of characters who seem strong and silent with these second secret careers. <laughs> Secret agent stuff. <laughs> yeah. Does he have love interests in these books? Like, is there yes. any? Okay, tell it. Is it a different woman in each one? Kind of like Bond or? No, no, no. At the beginning, his wife is in a kind of a mental institution. Oh. Because she and her their son were in a car that had a bomb placed in it by one of Gabriel's enemies and the boy was killed and the wife was very badly hurt and she's sort of stuck in this mental loop now where she relives the accident and what happened right before the accident over and over again in her mind so he doesn't live with her anymore because she can't live with she needs extra care (laughs) does she have uh sorry does Gabriel have girlfriends no Eventually, he does fall in love with somebody new, but he he goes and he tells her and he so he's honorable gets a divorce. See, so honorable. And what how many books are there in that series? Oh, again, I think more than (laughs) more than 10. Wow. And so the author's name is Daniel Silva. And it seems like Caroline is always dashing off to a Daniel Silva book signing or something. Well, he comes out with one book a year, usually in June or July. I can't imagine that. The new one comes out very soon. I can't even get my ebook done. (laughs) (laughs) And so he usually does an event in New York City every year when the book first comes out. Oh, so this year it's on July 17th. Oh my gosh, that's just in time. Hopefully we'll, you know, air this episode before then. Where do you know where it's where he's going to be? Is it sold out already? No, it's at the Barnes and Noble in Union Square. This year they're doing it differently. You have to go ahead of time that day and buy the book in order to get a bracelet or something to go to the event, which is new this year. Oh, wow. It's probably a, what do you call it? A low barrier to entrance, you know? So if everybody signed up online, then they'd be sold out or they'd have to, like in the case of the Ann Cleves and Louise Penny show or lecture, so many people ordered the tickets online that they had to move it to a different venue. Right. So when is that taking place again? July 17th. Nice. And you're all set to do that? Did you? Absolutely. How many signed copies do you have? How many books in the series are signed by the author? 
would you say? Three or four, because I only discovered him about four or five years ago. And last year, he didn't do the Barnes and Noble event. And the event he was doing, I wasn't able to go to. So last year, I didn't get a signed copy. What do you like about that series? Why should we recommend that to people? I know I like it because I already I said so before why. But what about you, Caroline? Well, they have that sense of you can put yourself in the place of someone else who's living this extremely exciting but and dangerous life. But there's also deeper stuff to them. They're not just like your average spy novel. They're again, they're sort of the thinking person's one because what does that even mean? Well, because there's <laughs> a lot more to Gabriel than just being an assassin or a spy. You know, the fact that he's an art restorer is part of the theme of the books that he that's what he does with his life. He restores things and he restores people and situations and goes to any lengths to do so. Wow. So when you met the author and I'm not going to call up Daniel Silva to get commentary. I just your personal opinion. How does he seem? Does he seem at all like Gabriel, a character? No, but he seems very smart and very knowledgeable and he seems to have a way of figuring out what's going to happen before it happens sort of like he was telling a story it wasn't last year but the year before about that that year's book and he was talking about how in the book there are several major terrorist attacks and one of them is very similar to what happened in Paris that year and he wrote that before that happened wow although he said you know some people might not believe him and then he wasn't sure whether to leave it in but it's so it's so true to the world now and it fit into the story and Gabriel's the kind of character who's very involved in that sort of thing in his job for the Mossad so he did leave it in and you heard him say that yeah okay see so <laughs> Caroline you were a reporter for that <laughs> <laughs> now Alongside, or I should say, in this genre, one of the classics that I grew up reading is Robert Ludlum. Now, the Jason Bourne series, when I was in oh, eighth grade, I think, eighth grade, I read my first one. I was hooked. <laughs> <laughs> and I do love the Jason Bourne movies, but if you're looking for action slash spy slash espionage series, then the Gabriel Elan series by Daniel Silva is good. Also, the Robert Ludlum series is good. And so I hope we've given you some good series or good leads uh, for your summer reading or if you're listening to this in the fall or winter, spring, summer, whenever. <laughs> These books are awesome. If you're just joining us, I'm here with Caroline Lohman, my friend and book reader extraordinaire. I called her a sommelier, but for books. <laughs> <laughs> and we just finished talking about which series to read in terms of mystery and espionage. Now we're going to jump into Caroline's tips for a book journal. Now you may ask, what the heck is a book journal? So instead of me telling you, Caroline, what's a book journal? It's just a way to keep track of what you've read and possibly other things like what you want to read, books that are coming out soon, and things like that. And it can be digital or it can be on paper. Why do I want to do that? It's nice to be able to look back and see what you've read and when you've read it and 
possibly your opinions about the book or things, anything you wanted to remember about the book. And I just need to share, even though this is an audio uh, episode, so Caroline's book journal is very colorful. <laughs> she's got bar graphs. She's got titles in different colors. So you can take it. You can go anywhere with this. How did you, Caroline, figure out what kind of book journal you wanted to start? Well, I have kept track of my books, my books I've read before in other formats. I've done a little bit with Goodreads, although I don't find that I keep up with it very well. What is Goodreads? Oh, Goodreads is an online book site for readers. And it basically, you (laughs) can... Clearly, I'm not reading that much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can, um, you can have, you can friend people on the site and then you can see what they've read and you can write reviews and you can um, give numbers of star star ratings to books and it also just has a lot of information many authors are on goodreads so you can read sometimes um, blogs that they write or updates on new books that are coming out is that how you hear about stuff sometimes that's one of the ways all right i'm sorry continue with uh sharing about book journals right so i tried goodreads but i don't find i keep up with it very well i've also tried uh, just a word file keeping track of my books that way and I would do it for a while and then I would kind of trail off and then I would try it again and start again and but I was never super consistent about it so then I listened to another podcast am I allowed to talk about of that course here? you are yes <laughs> there's enough for everybody share <laughs> well one of my favorite book related podcasts is called what should I read next and she has a website also Um, It has the show notes, of course, but also a blog and some other information. And the website is modernmrsdarcy.com. So are you getting paid? No, (laughs) she doesn't know me. (laughs) I think Caroline should start her own (laughs) website. Again, you heard me say that. I really (laughs) believe it. All right, go on. (laughs) So anyway, she had a, um, a little short video thing on her website about book journaling and she showed different ideas and different materials to use and the journal that she likes the best and different pens and and it kind of just made me think hey maybe if I tried it in another way if I tried it on paper instead of online or on the computer maybe I'd keep up with it better so your goal was to continue with the idea of book journaling or journaling about the books you've been reading is that right yeah like I guess what's the what was the motivation for jumping into the research for doing this I guess I like to be able to look back and see what did I read and what did I think of it and this is a way to do that got it and it's so I'm thankful that you're doing it because then you can remind me of what we've read (laughs) 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 all right so what tips do you have for us Um, Well, I started by looking online for ideas and there are so many and so many different ways to do it. What what Google search term did you use? Uh, Book journal and reading journal. Okay. And um, but I have to say, don't get intimidated if you're not super artsy, which I am not. um, Because there are. Go ahead. There are so many like beautifully drawn examples online. All right. So tell us more. Well, I saw so many beautifully drawn examples online that at first I thought, I don't think I can do this. And then I thought, well, it doesn't have to look like that. So I would say make it your own, but look online because you might get a great idea for a section to include. So Caroline is saying that she wasn't so artsy or creative, but she's a teacher. 
And you have to be creative and artsy to some degree, I think, when you're in the classroom. So I think you should give yourself a little more credit because the book journal I saw you bring in today has all kinds of colors. True. It has <laughs> colors, but it doesn't have all the drawings. People uh, like drew these gorgeous things like a, a bookshelf with all this stuff on it. And I couldn't do that. Wow. But you know what? Caroline has a secret talent. She is awesome at drawing like cartoon animals. <laughs> She drew the logo for my publishing department, like a really cute frog. But anyway, go on. What, what other tips have you got on that paper? Well, pick a format that works for you. If you want to do it digitally using Goodreads or a Word file or even a file sharing app like Microsoft OneNote or Evernote, that might be a great way to do it. Or if you want to do it on paper. I tried several ways, as I mentioned, and I wanted to try to find a new way. Oh, okay. And if you decide to do it on paper, find yourself a, a pretty journal or a format that you like and maybe some nice pens like you were talking about. Mine is pretty colorful. So what kind of pens do you use? You know, I don't really remember. I bought them for that adult coloring book thing. <laughs> and then I did that? it for like five <laughs> seconds. And I'm like, this oh is really gosh. boring. And I feel like I should be doing something else with my time. So I don't, I don't have a te- I don't have the attention span for those adult coloring books. No, it didn't work out. For and me. I and I remember that uh, when I was, I don't know, seven or eight, my mom was talking to one of her friends as I was coloring in a book. And she's like, I just don't understand why they tell people you or tell children you have to stay in the lines. Where's the creativity in that? And I don't know if that stuck with me. I think it's more of an attention span thing, really. But I I couldn't ever get into the coloring book scene. I don't know. Is that still going on? Uh, I think it was <laughs> a lot bigger for that little while. And then it sort of went away. Right. So do you think we've covered it so far for this this time we have together? Yeah, I think so. Anything we need to add? No, just that summer's a great time to read books. So go out and find yourself <laughs> a good book and a nice, cool place to read it. That sounds like the teacher in you. Of course. (laughs) Caroline, thank you so much for stopping by today. No problem. If anyone would like to reach out to Caroline to find out what her recommendations are, drop me a line at houseofleenyc.com and I'll send your info along to her. Again, thank you so much. No problem. It was fun. So that wraps up this episode of the House of Lee NYC. Thank you so much for stopping by. Take care and we'll talk soon. Bye bye. (laughs) 